Welcome to Undercooked. Welcome to Undercooked Analysis. Analysis. And tonight we are. We're here. You know what? Thank you for the segue. I think. <laughs> do you think we're all suitably warmed up and ready to to think critically about things? Um, I'm I'm mm. here and my brain is working. So yes, that's that good. makes one of us. Yeah. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> makes, that makes one of us. But PD, like your what? whole thing is your professional brain, no thoughts, head empty, right? Like that's your whole thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> That is that is absolutely true. <laughs> and I mean that in the best way possible. By the way, oh sure. no, hundred <laughs> percent. By the way, for everybody who who is joining us, it has been um, almost. It's banned. It's, it's banned. Fuck. Anyway, yeah. Well, I mean, it, the reason it's been a month is because you basically spent months working on a midnight marinara. When, to give it the space to be able to be like, here, enjoy this. And then at the time when you, this was going to be released, you were like, oh shit, this is also going to be released at the same time that Darkly Lit and Jameson Tapes are coming yeah, out. Yeah, I figured I'd give it, uh, I'd give every, all these shows some room before the, the this show comes in. Not to say like this show steals other shows thunder, but I mean. It would just feel over. That's like three like three podcasts that are over probably 40 minutes long in a row yeah. in some capacity. By the way, go listen to those. They're good. Uh, I already listened to, we're going to get the plugs in here early. Go listen to Darkly Lit and then also go listen to the Jameson tapes. Darkly Lit, we talk about, um, we, we talk about A Head Full of Ghosts by Paul Tremblay, which is very, very good. And uh, if you go to Darkly Lit, you can hear Alan and Abysme talk about the first three episodes of the Twisted Metal series. Ooh. <laughs> 90s kids remember sounds enticing <laughs> that was a good voice i like that and today we are sponsored no we're not sponsored oh yeah that, i forgot to mention actually this is very important guys ladies gentlemen everybody in between who is listening to this show we've sold out <laughs> oh, oh no. your shells oh so this episode of uca it's brought to you by Rage Shadow. No, no, <laughs> got you. Actually, it's brought to you by mind-blowing facts about the planet's strangest animals. Hey, that sounds familiar. It sure what? does, I'm what? sure. Uh, what? what? Do you want to introduce our guest? I guess I should introduce our guest because it turns out we have uh, with us some of our old our old and dear friends who we haven't uh, chatted with in some we are time. So we old, have, like 69 yeah. years old. And so, so it's been eighty-five years. I can still smell the paint. <laughs> okay, Rose. Thank you, Rose. Oh my gosh! Uh, we're never gonna get introduced. We'll just keep cutting. Yeah, no, okay, so the, that time has passed. It's time to no. Okay. Uh, well, we, first we have the the artist. Uh, I, I would like to introduce the artist currently known as Princess Dang. Oh, um, hi. That's hello. Whoa. That's hello. The, hello. Wait. 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 Why are you saying hello? <laughs> oh, I. I just. I just really like Princess Dank. So. Oh, okay. Hello. Don't we all? Yeah. Um. I don't know. I. I <laughs> don't know. Head em- no thoughts. Head empty. <laughs> so I don't know if I like Princess Dank. Well, do you, I do. Well, uh, my my question for Aww. for 
my question for the the naysayer in here is uh-huh. now that Princess Tank has gone three D, uh-huh. like Shrek three D. <laughs> Yes. Uh, to answer your question before you ask it, yes, the next step is to create a musical. Uh, yes. Good. Okay. Well, no, yeah. what, what were you going to ask? That's not, you're, I'm, it's surprising you picked it up. That's exactly what I was going to ask, because when are we going to get the, the you know, <laughs> I was going to see if, if, if you felt different about Princess Dank now that they've gone uh, in, uh, in a third dimension. Um, they're a sellout punk bitch that's how i feel <laughs> well that's because that's because they're sponsored by nord vpn anyway <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> i just want to tell you um i'm contractually obligated to tell you about my sponsor today uh surfshark actually <laughs> well, i'm sorry never, please continue actually conducting your never gonna finish this episode <laughs> no, <laughs> this we're not. the longest uca <laughs> <laughs> uh, future Maureen is going to edit this to make it feel much shorter than it actually is. But we've actually been here for about six days right now, just <laughs> laughing about uh, just all kinds of stuff. I haven't eaten in four days. This, yeah, we're it's an endurance. It's an endurance podcast. We're doing it for charity, and that charity is uh, Squarespace. So Square. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was about to make. A a, ti- a timely and probably politically incorrect joke. So I'm glad that you said Squarespace before I could say the charity that potentially is holding more than half a million dollars. Uh, oh, oh, geez. Okay, Ooh. yeah. I don't know. I, t- tell me, tell me, <laughs> tell me about it uh, later. But uh, all right. So you want to hear a horror story? Uh, <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop. I will. So stop. No shit. I will there I was in a charity. Um, all right, but. Also, moving along, we have the the author of mind-blowing facts about the planet's strangest animals, Kylie King. That's me. I did that. And actually, at this very moment, right now as we're recording, the unboxing video just went up. (gasps) Hey, yo. Yeah, it it just posted. Okay, I need to watch that later on. You want to see me be a goof for 12 minutes. Yes. Then you can. Always. <laughs> you know what? I'll watch you Why? be a goof for 24 minutes. <laughs> You're going to watch Father it at half speed? Waiting. Let's, yes. let's, let's just do a reaction stream right now on the podcast. <laughs> let's yes, watch sure. it. Sure. Everyone would love that. I, I like recorded it like three hours ago. I don't remember any of it, so it's fine. Oh, you'll get to go to it with fresh eyes then. Yeah, exactly. A, re- a reaction to your reaction, if you will. Yeah, this is like reaction inception. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Chris Nolan. Anyway, <laughs> well now, we, well now that the we're, we have to get all the timely shit out of the way. I mean, the the writer strike is over. SAG after strike is over. Uh, we can talk about struck work now. Not that we ever really. Did. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Hey, so Hi. but you, so Hi. K- K- Kylie. Yes. Hello. Tell us, tell us a little bit about. Mind-blowing facts about the planet's strangest animals, if you please. Um, it's a it's a book that talks about animals that I can almost guarantee you've never heard of. Uh, it has, I think, I think it ended up being sixty-four animals in it. It uh, is. And, survey and says, a, since I have the book in front of me, I'm I'm almost certain. I yeah, it's 64. yeah. Yep. I think sixty-four. Well, the 64. the back says over sixty. 
over 60. Oh, we'll just say that. There are over 60 animals, unique animals. 60 plus unique animals, all yeah. invented from your imagination. Because yes, we've I made of all before. of these up. <laughs> <laughs> so you're probably uh, wondering to yourself, why are we discussing a non-horror book in a horror <laughs> literature? Well, because it's about the strangest animals. And strange equals terrifying, you know, in some places. No, I'm, it, I'm it very much can. Oftentimes, the strange is what leads to the horrifying. So Yes. Yeah, we're going a little off uh, what the normal read a short story. Yeah, because again, we're shelling this product. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry. I actually, I'm sorry. I'm I, not sorry. I, I'm not sorry. I, 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 we were out full disclosure. We, uh, we were sent a review copy. This is my first arc. I'm so happy. <laughs> and I, we did read it. I very much enjoyed it. Uh, there's still some of it. I haven't read it all entirely yet, but I'm going through and picking animals and reading them and enjoying them. And then, you know, just kind of going back and forth and all through it. You don't have to read it from cover to cover necessarily. Just go through it, pick a pick an animal that looks interesting, read about that. Go back the other way, pick another animal, read it upside down, pick a third animal. And you're going to need to read it upside down if you're going to read about the bats that are in here. But, you know. It's, it's a very colorful book, which I really like. And there's some good pictures of a lot of different animals. So uh, the idea behind the podcast is to, or this episode, is that we were going to like look through these strange animals and try to discuss how you can get inspiration from animals for spooky or horror literature. The problem is these animals are too, the animals he chose are too cute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Except, you say that you say that now, but I mean, well, I mean, then I got well, to then I got you to get, the you get arthropods, arthropods, and then you're like, oh dear, yes. <laughs> As soon as I got to arthropods, I'm like, fuck, and I, fuck that, this shit, I'm out. That's a, that's, but that's a common thing. But I think most average average people, I mean, like, I'd run, your run-of-the-mill person on the street would look at an arthropod and at a very minimum go, ugh. Um, I'm, you <laughs> know, Which is unfair, of course. I will yeah. start this off with saying what I thought was the creepiest, scariest, the, the creepiest thing that I'm like, haha, if I saw this in real life, I'd be like, burn it with fire. Um, <laughs> please don't. Uh, but please don't. Is the Peruvian sand runner? Holy shit! Oh. This thing. <laughs> Solifuges. Yeah. Yep. Camel spiders in general are just terrifying. <laughs> Look at this fucker! It's just like <laughs> it has mandibles. Fucking mandibles! What like, can, what can you uh, what can you tell us about the uh, the Peruvian sand runner? Well, I can tell you that if you try to Google it, you won't find it um, by that by that particular name because. It, it it doesn't exist on Google by that common name. You will you would have to look it up by its scientific name. Um, and I can also tell you that the picture in the book is actually not of a Peruvian sandrunner, but it's an animal very closely related to it. Oh, it still looks like something I want to burn with fire. Oh, I, mean, I didn't realize that that wasn't actually, wow. Essentially oh. like that, like same body shape and everything. Just uh, there's only one picture of a Peruvian sandrunner. <laughs> They're... They're that obscure, <laughs> so I was like, "Oops, dang!" What, what, what would you What would you say is 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 the most obscure? It's not the Peruvian sandrunner, is it? Um, like of all the animals in the book, yeah. What do you think is the most obscure? I don't know. It's tough to say because, like, I mean, that would that I'd like that would qualify as one of them for sure. Uh, simply because, like, you you can't find it, you know, like. If you try to Google search Peruvian Sandrunner, it's it's not going to come up. I don't know. Maybe right. this book will change that. Who knows? But, I hope so. Um, I, like, I kind of actually like that also for a story purpose. Okay. 
because the fact that that is something that can exist, like, oh, no, this animal is, is so obscure. There is only one picture of it. And I mean, that's basically like a cryptid in a weird way. But mm-hmm. yeah. this does exist. Like, it's proven to exist. I'm like a cryptid. But well, that's and that's kind of where I'm, I'm at is like looking at these, not as like taking the animal itself and saying <laughs> this is horrifying, but looking at just the circumstances around them or even features that they have and seeing how those could translate into something you could present with, say, a creature, a cryptid, or something uh, you could evoke that's monstrous or in some way in, in horror. Because again, you you think about all the, the crit- critters that exist in the world, and you can look at how they, features of creatures, see what I did there, are... Features? Uh, creature features, if you will, Ay. are always like, they always, you, it's, it's really hard to make a, a monster without looking at something that already exists in nature and just amalgamating it in some way. So um, what what I wanted to kind of, like I said, what I wanted to challenge us on, and we kind of started with arthropods is maybe uh, we, we go at, we at least discuss one creature from each section and so we could even, or one or two, cause we could pick out some of our favorites uh, and ones that stuck out to us and, uh, and see what we can uh, see what we can do. They all That's feel about a good that. idea. Yeah, so, I, I, I will uh, say if you are trying to write a story, do not write your story like the Peruvian Sandrunner. Actually, <laughs> use search engine optimization and <laughs> try to get your story <laughs> on a Google list at, at all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, the Peruvian Sandrunner is a camel spider, correct? Yeah. Um, have any of y'all seen that photo from it, probably like 20 years ago of those American soldiers like in the desert holding a camel spider that the perspective on the on the photo is all messed up. So the camel spider looks way, way bigger than it actually is. I think I know what you're talking now about. Now I'm going to have to look this up and then Here. I will probably cry. I found it. I'll send it to the group. The reason I bring it up is because you said... The Peruvian Sandrunner sounds like it could be a cryptid. And this photo, unironically, for like 10 or 15 years before it more widely became like, no, it's just forced perspective. That's why it looks so weird. This photo basically was treated like a cryptid photo. All right. Uh, it's real bad. Uh, it's Well, that's just two great together, though. Ah! Oh, that's two of them. Oh, yeah. you're yeah, right. One, I've never noticed on that. The bottom of the other. It still looks like it's the size of a palm. Fuck that thing right? with it, fire. It looks huge because of the perspective. Yeah. I just, I remember seeing this photo when I was like a kid when it first started getting shared around a lot. And you just, you saying that the Peruvian sound runner sounds like a cryptid just reminded me like that actually is a thing that because of this photo, you know, and like people who live in the US not knowing what camel spiders are, like people were like, there's no way this is a real photo. Like th- oh. this has to be like, a fake animal. There's no way that an animal actually looks like this, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, that's like David was talking about. Like, you can take animals like, just that that are not as well known, and you don't mm-hmm. even have to really adapt it all that much to come up with a monster like design that is unsettling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, I think it's cool to use uh, real-life examples specifically, because then you can more easily come up with a description, you know, if that's something that you want. But, you know, I always like that subtle description in horror where it's not giving you everything, you know, so you could talk about like it having, you know, the the, the claws and everything. And, you know, how like mm-hmm. spiders have like tiny little itty bitty claws at the end of their feet, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. 
Mm-hmm. Like you could talk about that and not really give it away, even the size, you know, I don't know. It's, it's fascinating what you can do with what already exists. Actually. Um, uh, yeah, okay. I'm debating if we, if I should talk about, did you guys ever see the movie? Nope. Yet? Um, yes. Yeah. We saw Nope. Okay. Um, spoilers for Nope. Big spoilers ahead. For, should I? No, it's, it's great. It's great. Go watch it. If you haven't, it is. Yeah. Um, one of the things I find interesting is because it turns out the monster or the the UFO in the movie is a creature, but the, they took a that creature takes a lot of inspiration from aquatic creatures, specifically like the um, uh, a jellyfish. But if you think about it, a lot of aliens tend to take inspiration from aquatic life, probably because that's the closest we have to being able to view. Uh, strange animals or well animals. yeah there's there's so much of the ocean we've never seen and like you think about all the the creatures in cosmic horror tend to have um like fish like or aquatic um inspiration i mean mm-hmm. look at great yeah. cthulhu yeah mm-hmm. or that um that documentary that james cameron did uh the abyss <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is the abyss the, the monster? It's the, it's the alien, the deep sea alien movie. That's right. I'm just being, I'm being a little shit boy. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's my favorite documentary. Where's Benjamin though. when you need him? I don't know. Get him in here. Get him in here. He he couldn't be bothered. The reason we're doing this and not, well, besides sponsorship and not playing Curse of Strahd is because. <laughs> Benjamin, because fucking ben, Benjamin, could be here. Anyway, uh, I, before before we leave, before we go too far from arthropod from the yeah. those arthropods, though, I want to say my personal pick is actually the uh, uh, the Kenokia. the Squilla Mantis. Oh, oh, because wait. it's 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 basically a you know it's it's, it's a, a mantis it's, shrimp. It's got it's a, it's a pistol shrimp. It's like a punching shrimp, but instead of punching, it spears. Is it the same that like oh, right. that? W- is it that same right, type right. of shrimp that was like so colorful and it does the one-two punch like that? Was yeah, it's. Or- I mean, well, from what so I read, what you're talking about, I, I think, is probably like a peacock mantis shrimp. Okay. Um. So, like mantis shrimp, they they basically come in two forms. Like there are the the the, the punchy boys with the like <laughs> the club ends. That's. I feel like those are the ones that get more like attention, but there are right. also. Yeah. Fisticuff, fisticuff yeah, these, these, these spearing type, and that's what this this particular uh, mantis shrimp is. It, it's spears. Oh. The spearing is scarier to me. Just the idea that it can just lance out that fast and that hard, and then impale stuff. Well, just like the idea of like you know, like there's a dark hole and you can't see inside the dark hole and you don't know what's there, and you're just like cr- climb, like creeping up to the dark hole, like hmm, I wonder what's going on in this hole, and then all of a sudden there's like a spine in your chest. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I just I felt that. Holy shit. It's It's that fast. Now I need to look at this picture of it again. It's back on the it's back there. Back in that section. That's um the best the best form of um abstinence only birth control is just telling that story you just told. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Choice. I'm so. I, I don't know what I'm on tonight. I'm sorry, no, but no. no that this is, is, this is, is what that means. This is peak comedy. <laughs> Just like what happens. Peak comedy is when you peek into peak into a hole and get a spine in your chest. So I, I'm looking through, and the, there's a point where it says mantis shrimp or stomatopods, and uh, I 
I know it's that it's not it isn't what I think it is, but when I first read it, I thought it was stomach pause, and all I can think is the stabby the spine into your stomach. And I'm like, oh no, oh, it's destiny. Mm. But oh, the crazy part about about these particular mantis shrimp, so they they're actually hold on, sorry, I had a hiccup. They're actually being taken over um, in the Red Sea uh, or by the Red Sea mantis shrimp. Um, yeah, and. Like, so that concept in and of itself, too, like, is, like, a horror thing of this idea of, of two, like, you know, somewhat similarly uh, equipped animals. Uh, and, you know, if we wanted to talk about monsters, you know. Yeah. And we, we, we like, there's, like, oh, there's this, like, crazy monster, creepy, you know, and it, you know, it's living in this one spot. But then without knowing about it, there's this whole other creepy monster trying to, like, remove that particular creepy monster and it's like mm-hmm. wait what <laughs> like, yeah that's a whole thing too like it's a twist it's that twist thing it's like you thought that was bad here comes the one that's even worse that's always yeah exactly um and actually i gotta ask for the the red the red sea mantis shrimp are they punchy boys or stabby boys as far as i remember they're stabby as well but oh I'll so they're gonna have a sword up. fight i think it would be more of a sword fight yeah let me look oh that'd be kind of badass I, I, and then if you were uh, the victim in this would be someone who's not from their land. I could see this as like a sci-fi or a yeah. fantasy oh, yeah. horror where it's like someone gets stuck on this world and they're caught between these these two creatures. See, the book oh, yeah, is already a source. They're stabby. They're stabby. All right. So stabby. So uh, it's going to be they're going to joust for uh, dominance. Mm hmm gonna be joust for dominance it's, yeah they're gonna joust for dominance fast jousting <laughs> the fastest jousting in the west wait they're gonna, oh they're gonna be they're gonna be they're gonna be uh jou- <laughs> they're gonna be spine slingers yeah they, what are the creatures that penis joust i forget what humans <laughs> i mean yeah on dick fight island huh? yeah on dick fight island <laughs> dick fight, dick fight island, island. <laughs> No, I swear to God, there is a creature that there is creatures that they fight with their penises. Again, I'm gonna I look this up. I swear I, to yeah, God, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Oh, here it is the pe- the pe- the flatworm penis fencing. Oh, so, oh they're flatworms. Okay. Uh, penis fencing is uh, mating behavior engaged by a species of flatworm uh, called the Pseudobisurus hancockinus. Oh my god. <laughs> they couldn't help themselves while they were naming no. it. Pseudobisurus Hancock. <laughs> Species which engage in a practice are hermaphroditic. Each individual has both egg producing ovaries and sperm producing testes. Okay. But then they establish dominance by sword fighting. Yeah. Uh, fencing, okay. specifically. Okay. You know, it's funny that we talk about this animal that's named after the peen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's actually an animal in this book named after the badge. <laughs> you know what's funny? Wait, I'm, looking, I'm literally looking at that page right now. Oh my god! I wanted is... to talk about the uh, twin-sailed salt. Yeah. The, the Thestus vagina. That's that's its name. Yep. There, do, there's do a, mind? a vagina creature in here. <laughs> Yep. So, so not only do we have, uh, you know, some phallic imagery for your horror. Now we have vagina dentata. <laughs> Except, honestly, this critter is looks like almost ephemeral. Just like mm-hmm. it just yeah. it's it's just a gossamer creature that you can see. It's 
digestive tract and everything. Wow. Are these the boys? I can't remember. I Okay, for for context, I wrote this almost a year ago. So, like I've I've read a lot about other animals since then. Are these are these the ones that they have like super super dense poop? Uh, oh, I'm trying to like read through it really quick. Now I'm trying to look up. Yes. <laughs> but the last paragraph on the first page. Yeah. Last paragraph. On the oh first yeah, page. they have massive. They have like dense rocket poop. Tools. Dense so stools. Compact, they don't just sink to the bottom of the ocean. They plummet. <laughs> so like the idea of like having poop so heavy that you just sink. <laughs> <laughs> that's. That's somehow that's horrific. <laughs> it's, it's like you, it's like yeah. you, it's like instead of like don't eat before you enter the water, it's like don't enter the water before pooping. <laughs> <laughs> don't swim underneath these things. No, God. <laughs> you will the be killed by poop. falling, by plummeting poop. Ah, <laughs> uh, and, and also, it's it, also fun fact. I, I wanted to read this verbatim. The meaning of vagina back when it was used to denote the twin sailed salt wasn't in reference to human bodily anatomy, but the world's other meaning, a sheath. The man who gave the twin-sailed salt its scientific name seemed to think it was sheath-like in appearance and named it accordingly. True. It's a sheath. That's the other definition for vagina. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like this this UCA has the most usage of the word vagina in it. I think this might actually hold the record. Yeah, I don't Uh, know how often we have actually used specifically. Uh... I don't. I, none. I don't think. I think other euphemisms oh. for for the vagina have been used, but you know, like cock sheath. Well, there was that time that Alan was on Choice Drags was discussing having sex with ghosts. Oh, that's right. That sounds there like the most Alan thing that I've heard in it's, a while. It's it's he, pretty Alan. He got angry at yeah. me because I <laughs> because he's like, "Would you have sex with a ghost?" And I was basically saying, "Probably not." And he's like, "Why not?" <laughs> <laughs> also he said you didn't get to pay- if a ghost just showed up and wanted to, to go down like you wouldn't care if who the ghost was because you'd get to say you had sex with a ghost and i said well do i get shoes he's like no well what if i did get he said if it's the ghost of b arthur you're gonna say no i'm like yeah <laughs> <clears throat> anyway sea potatoes anybody <laughs> would you like a sea potato i think my favorite thing about the sea potato is the fact that they build tunnel systems that's and and build these and with other and other creatures come and hang out in the tunnels they built yeah right so yeah. i i like that like tying it into a horror element the idea of like when you go swimming and like you you think oh i can see the bottom it's fine but actually there's like a bunch of animals just teeming right under the surface yeah in I... this like intricate tunnel system now I'm just thinking, going now more in a bodily hor- horror, like if you accidentally ate a potato and it was a sea potato. And then- Oof. Oh. And it tunnels through you. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's messed up. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's pretty <laughs> There <bad>. you go. <laughs> See, nature, uh, nature is like so awesome for taking inspiration. It's great. It really is. I will say the best thing about this book is the fact there's not just one, but three um, bat facts. Oh yeah. There's th- yeah. There's, there are three beautiful babies in there. My my editor actually was very specifically was like, we need some bats. Like we need the bat love. <laughs> so I was like, I got you. <laughs> I refuse to I refuse to equate bats with horror. That's tired. Bats are cute and they're wonderful and they eat mosquitoes. Yeah, they, bats they, are they, amazing, they... actually. 
um, factually. Factually. <laughs> God, I got we got eaten alive by mosquitoes this summer. I still have like Oof. stuff. Need, of, needs more bats. Yeah, we need more bats. We need more bats <laughs> to yeah. eat the save the yeah. bats. Bats well, are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will. I will never have a bad word to say about bats. And these 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 three bats. These three, uh, they're cute. These three, yeah. Actually, speaking of pictures that, like, oh, like you mentioned that, like, camel spider one. The another infamous one that people are like, "What the fuck is that?" Is um, this was only from a few years ago. Is the big giant bat that's that was in the Philippines, and it's next, like, sitting uh, or not sitting, it's hanging uh, n- right next to the. Uh, to a motorcycle and you realize that that thing could probably ride a motorcycle and you're like, holy shit, that's horrifying. <laughs> the bat on the motorcycle. Oh, I've never seen this. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Wait, I want to see, see it. it now I want to see. Here. I'll send I'm, the picture. I'm post it. This one? Mm-hmm. Let me see. Aw, look at the baby. Yeah, it's cute. Uh, but yeah. yeah, that's the picture and people are like, what the fuck is that thing? Yeah. That's a bat. That is a vampire. That is just that is just Count Orlock chilling. It's so funny that like the the big giant bats are the ones that like they just eat fruit. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're just also, like, I, I, I feel like the bigger the bat, you know, they get they get. I think the bigger the bat, they, the bat, the bigger bats tend to have like the cuter, more traditionally like quote unquote cute faces. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. they have like the dog face. Yeah. The puppy face. Yeah. Because, like, smaller bats, yeah. they'll have, like, that that flat, splayed nose and the little teeth. They're still cute in their own way. But I think, like, when it comes to evaluating bat cuteness, I think most people will be like, oh, that, even that thing is massive. I mean, it's got a cute face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's well, not- it's probably, I would assume it has to do with, like, like evolution and everything. If you want me to get technical for a moment. The, Please, that's why you're here. Yeah. Like, the, the bats with, the, like, the smushy face, um, they tend to be those that use echolocation. Because, like, flying foxes, they don't use echolocation. They don't need to. Like, they're just mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just going to go find fruit. And so to find fruit, you know, they use their sense of smell, their sense of sight. Whereas opposed to uh, bats that are, like, trying to catch insects, you know, in, in, in the wind, you know, they have to be able to echolocate to have that, like, sonar thing going on to be able to pinpoint where things are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just, like, a completely different face shape, you know, and, like, ear shape and all that. It's... Honestly, really cool. I I didn't stop to think about that. But it's like, yeah, you don't need to echolocate fruit unless the fruit is running away. Yeah, well, that's a horror <laughs> story, isn't it? <laughs> oh God! Well, the horror the horrifying part is is the story is the bats are acting really weird and like, why is that? And then someone sees a banana running through the forest. They're like, fuck! <laughs> right. Well, that's the that's the sea potato, right? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it's on the run. Yeah. While we're on the subject of the bats, though, I'm going to ask you since there's three bats in here, uh, y'all. What's your what's your favorite of this trio? Because uh, oh, you're going to make me choose between the children. I know. How dare I'm you? Make you choose between the children. How fucking it's hard dare for me you? too, though. Um, let's see. We have the well. You have the, the the southeastern myotis. Yeah. Which is a little bean, just a precious little bean, tiny little bitty baby. Look at that! Look how small. It's and then, small. oh yeah, the noctule. Noctule. Which that one probably is one of the the least obscure of all of the animals in this book. Probably, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. it, well, it's a, because, yeah, it's it's actually pretty widespread based on the, where, you know, where there are. I like how you're very specifically like, they're, Eura- they're all parts of Eurasia, 
uh, Japan to England, but not Ireland. Never Ireland. <laughs> no Ireland. <laughs> no Ireland. Never. Because <laughs> there are no bats in Ireland. Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but I know I, it's. So- go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just to say it's so cute. I'm sorry, just making that comment. Go ahead. I think I'm gonna go with the myotis, um, specifically because I said the thing that um, they're born pink with closed eyes and ears, like a young oh, kitten with oh wings. That's just the idea of like a flying little baby cat is uh yeah. is funny to me oh. I'm gonna say the the ruset because that one you said it's a mega bat but it does use echolocation yeah that is true the I, idea of a big bumbling baby is adorable <laughs> to me yeah it, it I, is it is pretty small for a mega bat though too though I, it is, I, yeah it's one of the smaller mega bats yeah i i'm kind of i'm with um princess dank here that uh the Rousset is probably the cutest of them all. And again, big bubbling baby that can echolocate. Well, it helps that you put a really cute picture of it with its like blepping with its little tongue. Here we're yeah, supposed to talk I, about horror, but we're reversing it by talking about how cute bats are. This is great. I mean you brought up the cute bats. Like sorry. That's, like we're that's gonna, my like, we're fault. gonna like talk well, about are... horror references. Like we gotta make sure that everybody knows bats are actually well, cute. We also subvert horror around here. Remember, people were classically afraid of bats for a long time, and I think most I hopefully most people can just appreciate bats for what they are now. And yeah, I'm bats get... are extremely yeah. beneficial. And you know that's what? I'm gonna give I'm gonna give some love to the noctual. I think that one was my my favorite of the of the three. I just like saying that word. Noctual, yeah. It's fun. I I can't find... None of these look too scary to me. This is... Okay, this is a weird one. I was trying to think, like... Because I was going hard mode with this. I'm like, okay. I'm going to pick, in terms of inspiring horror, um, our good friend, the the bald Wukari. Oh. Because it's that bright red face with no hair on it. You could probably apply that to something that's not... A Wukari and make it kind of terrifying. Like imagine, seeing imagine seeing dark. a okay. Well, imagine seeing a, like a like a cloaked figure off in the distance, and when they turn to face you, they have a bright, bright red face that's completely bald, no hair. Ooh, this <laughs> like it does kind of give me like creepy goosebumps, you know, like just yeah, hollow, so, hollow black eyes. Yeah. So, David, what what you're saying, David, is that bald people scare you. <laughs> You're on record saying that, right? That's what I'm saying. I may or may not have deep-seated concerns about losing my hair. (laughs) Okay, fair. No, I I agree, though. Encountering one of these guys, like, just completely in the dark or something like that, yeah, that would be be pretty freaky. I'd catch you off guard for a split second. They'd be like, oh, wait, that is a a, a monkey. Well, look at its teeth, though, like... I think, or if I look, yeah, the the that um, that's one hell of an underbite. Yeah. Oh, they have extremely strong teeth. So if you wanted to take it further, like you could talk about how like the the cloaked figure with the red the bald red head can like unhinge its jaw because like the 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 wakaris they they have um like they can break through like Brazil nuts, which Holy are basically yeah, right. like, shit. They're like coconut sized nuts, and they they do that with their teeth. I mean they're. They have very, very strong jaws. Yeah. Could, oh my god. That's nuts. Like if this person, this thing turned and then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit. And then it, it comes at, it, it tries, comes at you. It lunges and you lift your arm up and then it bites down on your arm and then. Oh. Your arm comes off. Just your gets, arm is just gone. 
Yeah. Om nom nom. See, I um, that's the bite of eighty seven. Have, have you noticed that I'm? I realize I'm taking things a step further. Like, oh, could you imagine this? No, this is good. <laughs> See, this is this is the kind of stuff that that helps. You're like, ooh, this is eerie, and then I'm like, yeah, could you imagine biting it off? <laughs> no, that's good. No, I it's mean, good. it's all good. People, some people like that too. We need we need all different types of horror. I actually, I feel like what my pick was for the, for the mammal section, um, I feel like is, is a kind of horror that is like, uh, like almost like a fundamental kind of horror, right? It's, Uh um, it's the, um, brush-tailed Faskagill. I, okay, Mm -hmm. that was mine too, but explain why. I'm assuming that, I'm assuming we have it for the same reason, because there's Samuel Paris, like an octopus, so... Mm Basically, when 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 male brush-tailed fascigales mate, like like the octopus, they go die, and that concept in a mammal is just mind-boggling to me. Like you know, because like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, poor octopuses, you know, they they, they you know they, they they have sex and then they die. It's so sad. But that that is not restricted to invertebrates. <laughs> that happens in mammals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It, yeah, that's why you really gotta be. Uh, that's why you gotta be really selective. Because if you know you're gonna die when you do the deed, yep, you better be ready, and it better be a good, a good round. Yeah. So like that, yeah. there's a horror story. It, it you know, like uh, humans, they can have sex, but only once. Oh gosh. Um, mine actually. <laughs> <laughs> you said, but only once, and my mind immediately went to fucking Duffy. You, you mean can you can talk, die. but only once? I don't make the rules, Phil. Uh, from uh, a, a talking, talking cat. cat. <laughs> oh right, right, right. I'm sorry. I did not remember <laughs> that the name was Duffy. It's okay. <laughs> We've it's seen been far little... too long since we watched that movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I was. That was such a good time, y'all. We the time we all yeah. watched it. And... So good. Uh, uh, actually, my reason um, is well. First of all, they are they're small, but. I I imagine them being bigger. I think another thing it was the fact that it said they're carnivores. Carnivores, yes, specifically they eat insects. But imagine if they were a lot, lot bigger. <laughs> then they're still carnivores. Oh, and they could like jump like they do. Oh God! Yep. Oh. <laughs> you know, watching anything much bigger. You know how like you you see little animals and they always move in like almost imperceptible. Like they like dip 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 like really fast like that. I, I I just think of that like uh did you know lions can jump thirty feet and it's like leap. They can leap thirty feet. <laughs> if they could jump thirty feet, <laughs> everybody would have had a heart. <laughs> someone drew a picture of a lion jumping thirty feet in the air. <laughs> There'd be lions flying through the air. Oh god. 30 feet straight into the air. You're like, holy shit! Uh, 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 uh. I think it's. uh, Now I'm wondering. uh, Now I'm gonna. It's it's 36 feet. I'm sorry. They can leap 36 feet. That's still far. Yeah, that's That's, pretty far. far. <laughs> I'm gonna just post this picture. <laughs> David's dying. All I had to do was see it. Yes, this is so good for this. Like once again, for this non-visual medium that we are. 
Here we are sharing <laughs> pictures and reacting to them. That's what I love so much about this dumb, dumb podcast. Just, uh, the fact that you all still listen to this is kind of a wonder to me. I do have the next animal that I also find quite horrifying. Is this, is this still a mammal? No, it's a bird. Oh, I was I did want to talk about birds because I feel like birds was even harder hard mode. But um, I uh, I want to know if there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I you know I think I've seen this. Yeah, that's. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> what? Uh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> With the like. Uh, red circle around the lion. <laughs> Just this lion. I mean, that would be a horrifying animal story. I mean, come on. <laughs> okay, fuck it. Wait, it's not even in your book. It's just the flying lion is the scariest thing. <laughs> you can imagine. You mean the lion? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm laughing and I'm terrified at the same time. This concept is the flying. Oh my god! David okay. is broken. <laughs> it's hard because when David genuinely laughs, I start laughing, and then you start genuinely laughing, so it makes me laugh. Well, it's it's also hilarious because Discord like forever cuts off my laugh, so it like comes in and out. So I can't wait to hear how that sounds. Oh man. Um. So actually, before we leave mammals, though, that just I still to... makes me think of <laughs> why am I still laughing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. It's okay. Actually, you know what, Kylie. Like... I, I, I wanted, your next animal. I, well, your... yes, but I wanted to know if if uh, if P if PD had a pick. Oh yeah, for mammals. Yeah. Do you have? A, is there? Mm. Any, Let me any see. All the ones here. that we've talked about are, are are a little horrifying when you describe them that way. Um. Uh. Well, okay. Can I think I have two runners up that are horrifying for different reasons. Okay. Um. One is the black-lipped uh, pika. Uh huh. Horrifying because um, Pikachu is not named after it. No, um, this is true. And um, the fat-tailed uh, donut, because uh, that's horrifying for people who speak American English to pronounce. Fat-tailed donut. Donut. But no, no. I think honestly, I think all the ones that you picked are are really really good in terms of um, what you could do creatively with like horror stories. I, mm-hmm. I, I think um, I can I, leap, I think that your, leap, your justifications leap. are I could, I could jump mind. off the Pika. I could fly in off that Pika. Um, the... <laughs> I never mind. Scratch everything I said. I picked the fly-in. The... <laughs> I think fly-in wins uh, is the most horrifying concept. I will say the idea of small animals building like tunnels, you know, holes in the ground, and then like... Yeah. Fucking cows stepping in those holes and breaking their bones. Oh, yeah, that's that's yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That is pretty bad. It's just you, you feel bad. It feels bad. Yeah, you could definitely do some <sighs> horror with that. You could. I. Uh, what are birds? Uh, <laughs> we just don't know. We don't know. Horror They're not real. That's what I've heard. The horror is the unknown when it comes to birds because. Birds aren't 
real, right? Where's that? Fu- like birds are fiction, right? <laughs> Where's that? Where's that bent ass beaked bird? Oh, that's yeah. Oh, sorry, Kai. Like, let's. let's I, I know you're trying to find that one because I want to talk about that one too. Okay. But tell me, bird. Tell me about bird. Oh, the one I was going to say is the Mindanao bleeding heart. Oh. Um, I just love the idea of an animal that is pretending to look like it's coated in blood mm-hmm. to like be like, hey, stay away from me. <laughs> it just, I just, the idea of it not actually being coated in blood, but pretending to be coated in blood, I feel like that is totally lined with horror as well. Mm-hmm. I, I can absolutely see that. And I, th- I think it's interesting because it's the, it's the way that it's like done because like it's there to try and warn people away, warn other animals, other creatures away from it. But also trying to be like, hey, you want to have sex with me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, hey, blood. look at this blood. Aren't I sexy? <laughs> look at my bloody heart. Don't you want to have sex with me? So yeah, I just love that. Um, it, it kind of reminds me of I think another really good like potential horror animal is uh, the bearded vulture because oh, they no, bathe in like uh, what is it like iron deposit it's like water that has iron deposit. Basically, they 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 turn themselves pink and like bright red. Basically, yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, there's so many gosh, so many good good creatures also, in here. Also, like the so I, I mean, y'all have played Animal Crossing, right? Uh-huh. I was like, just gonna say that bleeding heart bird reminds me a lot of um, what's his bucket? The Brewster? coffee, yeah, Brewster. Yeah, so Brewster, he'll ask you if he if you want pigeon milk. Yes, in your coffee. So he's talking like pigeons actually do produce like a a milk like substance. Yeah. So when he's asking that if you say yes then he's like literally vomiting in your coffee <laughs> that's why you can have that's why i think the reaction with pigeon milk isn't it like yes or ew no yeah exactly just just say no just say no kids say no to bird vomit i mean i i i always say oh thank you sir it's polite i <laughs> but it does yeah when i saw them like it does remind me of brewster and then i saw like they produce milk and i'm like this is a little too much like Rooster. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can we can we talk for a sec about the Rye Bill? Yes. Because the Rye Bill, the horror of that, it's got an asymmetrical beak in a strange asymmetrical way. That's horrible. <laughs> I, for people for for certain people that's like, what? What? It doesn't why, even have to why be. Why do you like this? Why? But why right angle? Why? Why? I, also, I just have this like I, I don't know why, ever since I started writing this particular bird, um, that the idea of them, like, trying to pick up rocks, like, that's why their beak is curved, right? So they can, like, yeah. slip it more easily under rocks. Yeah. The idea of them doing that and the either it getting stuck or it breaking because they're, the rock was too heavy. Oh, and I'm just like, beaks break. oh, no. I hate it. I hate Ooh. it so much. That's so So. Not- not the rye bills. They're, they're precious. They're precious. They, they, I like, I love how when you were writing about them, I had no idea that they were so, uh, they were so chill that ornithologists could like just walk up and look at their eggs and then walk away and they would just run around like, Hey, look at me. I'm a distraction. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Can you imagine like, like having a, 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 like a horror story and it's like, Oh crap. We have this like, you know, terrifying beast monster thing. And, 
it ends up being that like the closer you get to it, the more scared it gets, and it just like like curls up like a little ball and just starts purring like go away. Aww. Yeah, I think like, that that's one of the favorite way. details. They they purr to defend themselves. They do or try to. Which I just I just think that would be great. It which, would be, which is the opposite of cats. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, because it'd be like, oh, it's purring. Oh, it must be happy. It touches it and then it bites his fucking finger off. Oh, well, they do purr when they're anxious. So, cats do. Chester. Chester, Chester just like you just touch Chester and he starts purring. He's yeah. an easy purr. My, uh, so uh, easy. The cat I grew up with was also like that. As soon as he, if you put him on the bed next to you and started petting him, he would be like, like. I can't even do it if I had like the Aww. deepest fucking purr. Like, That's- I can't even do it because I can't. I'm not a voice actor. Oh, that was pretty good. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, how about how about you? What did you think about the bird, Eli? Did you find? So I would pick the marbled godwit. That one is the uh, the one that forges in the sand. Uh, yeah. And I would pick that one because uh, you mentioned that sometimes it gets so wrapped up in foraging that it ends up like submerged all the way up to its head because it, it's a it's a beach like dwelling bird. Mm-hmm. Um, and that idea of like it's so focused on finding food that it's like I could drown right now. <laughs> Oh, that's kind of that's kind of horrifying. Like, like having your so. focus, like, oh, like what if you're like something uses it, like it uses a part of its body, like a filament or something, mm-hmm. to distract you. Yes. yes, and then like comes up behind you, kind of like the um, uh, the thing in in the D and D movie, actually a lot like that. Uh, which one? Uh, which Mim- one? Mimic. Yeah, is that what is that? What is, was that a call? I can't remember what it's called. What the like panther looking thing? Oh, Oh. the displacer beast. Oh, yeah, that the displacer beast. It it would be a lot like that. Like, oh, I'm gonna dangle this thing over here like an anglerfish, but then, Mm -hmm. ha ha, you're distracted. They did a good job with the displacer beast. Yeah, that's a good pick, actually. Yeah, so like the bird itself isn't like horrifying, but the implications of that is like. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Again, sometimes it's just the implication as as less than the animal and more than the implication of what their interesting habits are. Yes. Um, yeah. And that's that's something like that's a. It feels like a like a staggering lack of self preservation <laughs> in a weird way. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So the idea that something could uh, make you do that, you know, that's that's pretty. Yeah. Horrifying. Yeah, that actually is. That's that's a good choice. And then uh, we got reptiles. I feel like reptiles are usually an easy go-to for horror because they're not usually cute and cuddly. Uh, they're it, it is the whole kind of creepy crawly thing that people makes people uncomfortable. I mean, the Tamastama, I beg to differ. That thing's adorable. I want to that... give it a big hug. <laughs> Look at that. I, yeah, I love them. The, the Their entire story is... <laughs> it's like, oh, it's not really a gharial or gharial, however you say that. It's it's a crocodile, and it's like, ah. <laughs> I mean, it's it is interesting because they they you know it, I'm glad you had the bit in there where you're like they're part of you know they're both part of the 
kind of they're both part of the same family. They're all crocodilians, but mm-hmm. they're only members. Yeah, it's debatable. And I thought that was good. I'm glad you had that because like you don't stop to think about what is the difference between a gharial and a crocodile besides like the longer, thinner, like the much thinner snout, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you can get into like some real debates uh, about that kind of stuff. I tried not to. <laughs> I want to I want to see it, though. I want to see a debate. I want to see like a throwdown between these people where, where it's like they're having a wrestling match, but they're also arguing their points about what they're the, the the crocodilian taxonomy showdown and, and actually you know what get them to get their respective uh get the re- the representative critters in there to make it oh, even more no. challenging i'm just throw down i just brought it up because like i'm not gonna go with that one that's too easy because it's just a fucking crocodilian crocodilian i like that i like that it's other common name though is the sunday gariel <laughs> it's just on sundays just on sundays it's a gariel yeah. Uh, it's it's hard. None of them really, uh, none of them, like, none of the, uh, reptiles to me, although the name works, Cat Skink is quite the name. (laughs) Yeah, none of them spark, like, spooky, scary vibes. No. Except the Gariel slash Tomistoma. Yeah. The one that I will say, uh, one that's, sorry, our dog just sneezed. Um, well, there is a cobra. I mean, co- cobras are just naturally scary because they, they're poisonous. Well, it's the hood. It's the, yeah, that makes them a little, a little like technically, in my opinion, it makes them more badass. But I mean, Have you, okay. We're going to do this again. Have you seen a cobra skeleton and like seen? No. How it, oh, you should look that up. Should I? <laughs> yeah. Look it up. Oh, it's boy. really cool. Um, I actually, I have one that might not be what you would expect from okay. this list. Um, I would pick the Peninsula Cooter. That's the one hell of a name, by the way. Uh, and I would pick, I would pick the Peninsula Cooter because one of the, uh, like, little blurb standout facts that you have listed mentions that, uh, when they are laying eggs, they have satellite egg chambers filled with, like, decoy eggs. Mm-hmm. The idea Ooh. of being one of the decoy eggs is horrifying. Like the oh. whole point, your entire point. What? Because I'm I'm actually not 100 percent sure if they're fertilized or not. But the whole like your purpose in life before you're even born is to be a decoy. <laughs> That's pretty existentially horrifying. I feel like. Well, it's like the um. So you 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 know about cuckoo birds, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, there's actually there's a horror. Novel. Okay, well, it's the horror novel that eventually became a movie. The horror novel is called The Midwitch Cuckoos, which eventually became Village of the Damned. Um, okay. But the, it's the whole idea that, like, uh, there's a town, and suddenly all women that are of pregnant uh, age that they can get pregnant all get pregnant at the same time, and they give birth to these weird ass kids that are like bleach blonde, blue eyed, and have telepathic powers. Um, but that story, I and then basically they're terrorizing the town and trying to take over. It t- turns out they're actually aliens or whatever. But the idea behind it comes from uh, the book, which was called The Midwitch Cuckoos, based off the whole idea that cuckoo birds lay their eggs. It's like, you take care of my child. Oh, that's right. freaky. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, speaking- yeah, that's pretty bad. By the way, so I googled 
uh, Cobra Skeleton. Bad idea because the first thing that comes up is, do you want to buy the Walmart <laughs> big ass skeleton? Oh my gosh. <laughs> All of them were like, and I'm like, okay, Cobra Skeleton, real. Holy shit, this thing looks scary. Yeah. My I God. This, like, there's a point where I'm looking through and then it goes back to Cobra Skeleton Halloween decoration. This thing looks more horrifying than this fucking Halloween decoration for, where it's like, look, we made it scarier. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, this no, thing. they they are they are quite horrifying with their, their fancy like, little ribs. And then they has this little teeth. Like, there's actually a close-up where it's like, hey, look, I can stick my teeth out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a little guy. Fuck that. <laughs> Burn it with fire. Not the not the cobra, just the skeleton. Just the skeleton, burn it with fire. Ooh. If that thing start walking, I'd be like done. Nope. Bye. Well, I I I'm running. I want to. I do want to recant my my statement early about the uh, about the reptiles and say that I think I found. I was thinking about this. The um, the two colored bakia has an element that I think is not that I I in itself I do not find particularly horrifying, but. It's the idea of vestigial limbs, uh, uh, yeah. like yeah. not fully formed limbs on a creature that are that like it is kind of funny because you're like, oh, that's just a snake. But then you see the tiny little, tiny little stubby little forelimbs. And then it's just got two little stumps way in the back somewhere that could have been legs. And it's like this thing is still halfway through the evolutionary process of, of not needing those at all. And there's something a little unsettling about that, seeing it in like right. that state. So applying, I've always found like with certain more eldritch creatures, applying vestigial limbs is always a little bit of a good like horror angle. Yeah, so, yeah like, well, like taking that like halfway state. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like um, you can even apply that uh, to being human because mm-hmm. like the appendix serves no purpose other than to be a potential uh, ticking time bomb. And it's like, uh, you don't know if your appendix is ever gonna fail or try to explode, but there's always mm-hmm. a chance that it might. And like, it doesn't do shit for you other than potentially, you know, lead you to needing to go to the hospital. Yeah. You know? So even even humans, I feel like that kind of applies to, right? Have Have any of you, either of you, had your appendix removed yet? Or I have uh, not. No, but my my mom has. Yeah, my sister oh, has. Right. She yeah. had to have it done, like, emergency situation. Yeah. That was just a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was the same with my sister, too. She, it was only a few years ago that she had to get her appendix removed. I don't yeah, that. Have, have either of you? No. No. Wait, nope. <laughs> so we're still that ticking time. Well, you know, Actually, it's... It's like it's like the scarier version of wisdom teeth. <laughs> I was gonna say it's it's the same thing with wisdom teeth, actually. Oh oh oh! Uh, what about the? Oh my god! Some people have it, some people don't. Oh. I forget. It's like um. So if you put your thumb and pinkies together, mm-hmm. um, you may see like this little thing lift up, um, on your wrist. Uh-huh. Some pe- some people have yeah. it. Some people- I know what you're talking l- about. Yeah, this thing it used was basically. It, it was something that was used back when we, uh, back in the olden days when we were more monkey-like and needed to swing across trees or hang from trees. But it's completely useless now. But so sometimes you see it, sometimes you don't. It's fascinating to me because um, my left hand has it, my right hand does not. Oh, That's interesting. yeah. 
Remind me to take a picture and show that. Do you, yeah, wait. I want to see that. I love I mean, that this episode is like the 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 picture sharing episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. This is this is just the picture sharing episode. Here, take a David, take a picture. Okay. This is great, great audio. No, great, great content. Great, great content. Hold on. Make sure you get what the uh, weird things does your body do? My tongue can touch its, my tongue can touch its nose. I can't move my left eye. Wait. Uh. What? I'm, okay. Go ahead. I, mean, I was well, going to make a shitty joke. Please actually tell, say the thing that you're okay. going to say. Well, let's. I can't. I can't track left with my left eye. That's a fun fact about me. Huh? Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. I didn't know that because you. Yeah, you were telling us about that when we were there, Kayla. I actually have that on both mine. On okay, both so yeah. then yeah, that 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 is something left over. From I me. don't have that. So you're a monkey. Um, I'm. I am a monkey. They've gone back to monkey. Have it at all? I'm. 50% less monk than I thought I was. Aww. <laughs> I'm 100% so it's, it's, it's odd, monk. though, because I, my, the, the, <clears throat> I guess, is that a tendon? I'm not sure. Oh, on my left is more prominent than that on my, um, on my right. What is that thing called? Um, All right, everyone listening in, take your <laughs> pinky and your thumb and put them together and look at your wrist. Is there a little thing popping out? If so, you are Monk. <laughs> Congratulations. Monkey. 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 Oh, banana. And remember, kids, what they all say, apes together strong. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, while we're here, because yes. uh, we just, we, so we've got mammals, we've got reptiles, we've done birds. We've done arthropods. We've done. Uh, okay. Did we do non-arthropod invertebrates? We kind yeah, of did. We talked about vaginas. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the sea potato. Oh, okay. I looked it up. Uh, so uh, it's a tendon. Uh, it's a vestigial muscle called the pul- pul- palmaris longus, and it helped our evolutionary ancestors climb trees because we have no need for it now, according to this Twitter. Twitter, fifteen um, percent <laughs> of people don't have it. Oh, okay. Ah, so David and PD very special. Oh yeah, you're special. special. We're a rare monkey. Monkey, we're the rare hairless monkey. Yeah, we're the bald wakari. <laughs> so in terms of <laughs> it's the, us. A- See, the wakari horror just okay. comes from self-loathing, you know. Yeah. Yes. Uh hey, we've not done amphibians. Amphibians is really hard. Uh, well, they're no, all adorable. Hold, hold the Look fucking hold, hold, hold the fucking phone. There is one that I'm like, this does not sound like a real animal. This like sounds okay. like something from uh, Avatar: Last Airbender. The fro- okay. the, the frog, uh, the the turtle frog. Oh, oh yes, yeah. yes. That is not a real animal. That is something from Avatar: Last Airbender. I swear to God. <laughs> I love the turtle frog so much. Yeah, the turtle frog is pretty great. It's like it it looks like a baby turtle without a shell. But like I know we're we're having to describe a lot of things in this episode, but it like really it that is what it looks like. It's a frog, but it looks like a turtle without a shell. Like a little little turtle. It's just um, a little, it's just a little guy. It's cute. Look at his beefy little legs. <laughs> and I actually wrote in this, I said, if I have my Greek pre- prefixes and suffixes correct. Myobatrachis, the genus name for this species, means muscle frog. And they are quite beefy little things. <laughs> Look at those beefy boys. 
so thick boys. So yeah. I was gonna say uh, the the um the the um, Puerto Rican koki is the mm-hmm. one that I that I think is the most horrifying. The idea that these tiny little itty bitty frogs have the capacity because like they they don't even reach yeah they're like an inch long an inch two inches long. Um, they make so much noise that in in places where they've been, been introduced, they can reduce the um the value of your home <laughs> because people don't want to live there because they're so loud that they mess up sleep. Like those like a, fucking... they're like a nuisance. Yeah, they're like a nuisance. So like this idea of like a just a tiny itty bitty little creature that you like it just seems so. You know, like people just like, ah, poo poo. It's it's just a little frog, you know, whatever. But that it has that much power. I, I just think that's so fascinating. And I a lot of times in horror, you know, it, like the monsters and animals, they tend to be like these just like big hulking beasts, you know, you know, like indescribable, like terrifying monsters. And I just really like the idea of this tiny little itty bitty thing, and it's like, oh, I could fuck you up. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's well, that's it's, mm, so good. Lots of classic, like, what's scarier, a big version of a scary thing, or thousands upon thousands uh, swarm of little scary thing? And I'd say the latter, honestly. I think yeah. so too. I, I just feel like thousands is like you're so outnumbered, and. It's- even if you can, like, you know, like, kick them a whole bunch, like, you're going to get tired. You are. Yeah. And the thing is that they got the numbers on you. I always think that there's a there's a um, there's a Stephen King short story, I recall. I think it's like rainy season. Mm-hmm. And it's actually about a town where it rains frogs. And it's actually quite Ugh. horrifying. There's like oh. one night of the year where it rains frogs. But also and the horror just comes about the idea of people being inundated in frogs. Just frogs forever. Just just frogs all the way down. They have an endless source of protein, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm-mm-mm. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, frog legs. <laughs> there's a bright side to that. The one that I chose. Wait, what's what's that? Or I is that you the, can eat the frog legs? Oh, the frog. That's true. oh yeah. The, the endless Sorry. protein is the is the bright side. Yeah, the endless protein is. <laughs> ha- have you ever had frog legs before? Me? No, I've, I've never had frog legs. They're, I mean, they're I haven't not- eaten meat in a decade, so. Oh, that's right. I'm so sorry. Um, right? No, I never uh, tried them either, though. I actually have years ago when I was like a teenager uh, in mm-hmm. Arizona. They are, it's basically taste. It, I recall the taste being like salty chicken. Yeah, I, I feel like I hear that a lot with, with meat that is not like typical meat, like, you know, like, like alligator tail and stuff like that. Like people are just yeah. like, oh, it's chewy chicken, you know? Yeah. Everybody says chicken. Chicken is like the default in a lot of cases. And that's it's funny because like, you know, I've tried to cut back. I'm I'm like, you know, I've I've had varying levels of success on that, on the kind of meat that I will eat if I'm going to eat meat. And oh, so yeah. when I yeah. have the option to get chicken, I will try to get chicken because at least ch- chicken, as far as I know, correct me on this, is a lot more sustainable than, say, you know, grabbing a friggin burger every night and contributing to the already bloated, you know, Bovine clear cutting. Did anyway. Never mind. <laughs> this anyway. is becoming a horror podcast. <laughs> it is. Well, I mean, considering yeah. how much cattle ranching is contributing to the slow and steady degradation of rainforests, which therefore leads to climate change. Anyway, uh, for me, the one I chose was actually um, not because of what they are, but because of their appearance. The northern glass frog. 
I just imagine the idea of your skin being so translucent, translucent that you can see, even see the heart just Mm -hmm. kind of uncomfortable. Like imagine like a creature that looks like that. Yeah. That's actually the one that I was going to pick for the exact same reason. That's just like essentially horrifying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything that you can like watch it's like watch its own heart beating like, no, because mm-hmm. I definitely no. had. Okay, I don't know if any of y'all have ever had this. I don't know. I had a really, really bad migraine the other night, and while I was laying in bed trying to fall asleep, you know, through the migraine, I just had this like realization that I have like a spine and ribs, and like yep. I could feel my spine mm-hmm. in my body, and uh-huh. it was like, oh, I hate this. I just- don't like this at all. You gave yourself an existential crisis. It was horrible. It was so bad. I was like, why, so did, "Why did my green brain lead to remembering bones?" I I, I don't like that one. Bit. I don't know. It's something else to make the migraine the worst thing in the world because migraines are awful, Ugh, and we still yeah. don't understand necessarily what causes them. I don't either, but they are suck fest. They they're the worst. They can suck my dick. I'm with you on the cokey, by the way, though. Uh, just the swarm of tiny frogs that scream really, really loud. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a good that's a good angle. Uh, f- fish. The fish. Well, I think all we have left are the fish, and I know you had. Oh my a Specific God. one. Yeah, I made well. I made reference to it earlier. There's also a very specific little animal that's trying to get my attention right now. Hi, Gracie. Yeah. If you, do you mind? She's like, play. No, we're not playing right now. We'll play after we're done. Future Marine, you're gonna have to edit around a lot of shit. Possibly. Oh, she's being cute though. I don't care. I'll eat her. You're the, gonna get at. This was kind of tough, I will say. Well, uh, where is that? Where is that one? Are you talking? You know, the one. What one? You know what the oracle said about me and the one. Uh, where is it? Ah, the moon eye. Why the because moon? the moon eye has teeth on its tongue. Oh. Yep. Yeah, fair. And That's all I have itself. to say, gang. Tongue imagine teeth. being, imagine seeing something or be seeing someone who sticks their tongue out at you and that tongue is covered in teeth. Yikes. <laughs> that's all you need. Like there's, that's, there's your horror right there. That's. I'm done. Fish covered. The moon eye, moon eye gave good inspiration there. Uh, oh yeah. Where's that one that says, oh, it has, it, it had, it, it was something I was like, I did not know this where it, it apparently has a rough tongue. And then, um, I think that what you wrote was, uh, those who have held a snail or a slug for a long period of time would have felt the, it's rough tongue. And I, now I'm like, excuse me. Oh yeah, radula. Uh, snails and slugs have radula, so they have like a, like a scraping, like the way they eat is like with a scraping motion. And if you hold mm, one, yeah. you can actually feel it on your skin. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, Kayla go hold actually... a snail. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, I'm good. I'm. I don't need to. It's okay. Yeah, I feel like with the fish, I I specifically. Tried to steer away from, you know, like, ooh, weird deep sea. Um, you know, I we did talk about the um Grassel Halasaur. Yeah. Um, but which is a deep sea fish, but mm. I was like, Oh, you know, there there's there's so much out there on weird, creepy fish of the deep that I was like, What yep. about fish that are like right there? You could just look in look at the water and there it is. 
Yeah. I mean, this isn't, again, I think that this is the strength of your book is you're like, you're doing like, I could do what all those people are doing, but I'm going to be an animal hipster and I'm going to go find strange <laughs> animals people don't know about. Oh, yeah. Well, I know about this and I know about this thing too. And now you can too. Here's the book. Yeah. And uh, I'm changing the name of my channel to Animal Hipster. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And um, and it's going to be uh, Chester wearing a beanie. And Nice. Oh, so gonna have uh he's gonna have like wire rim glasses. It's gonna be great. It'll be great. <laughs> let's not let's not forget the blood rocks that look like a beating heart. Oh yeah. It's- the Hude. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah, which those we actually have discussed in the show, but there was more information in the book about them. Just the idea of like, oh, look at this rock. I'm going to crack it open. Ah, it has organs. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, they're, so- they're intense. Um, yeah, they're... And that's only... We're, like, we barely scratched the surface. I, if you... Just to be... Just to... I'm a terrible salesperson, but if you want to read about these animals and more... Go buy, uh, go buy mind blowing facts about the planet Strangest Animals. Kylie, when does it come out, or the book officially come out? Um, so it's supposed to come out the end of November twenty twenty three. So, like in just a few weeks, as of this recording, um, and yeah, like right before the holidays, great time to get the book for people in in your life who like to read, especially about animals. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, uh. I, I also, like, y'all haven't seen it yet, um, but did you notice when you got the book, it's so soft. It is! It's like, I, I love how soft it is. Like, I just keep touching it. Like, ah, so and nice. It, it's, it's very smooth. Like, you just want to pet the book. Like it's, Honestly, it's an- uh, sorry, uh, honestly, what struck me was how colorful it is. Like, it, this pops, like... They did a great I, I, job. That was not me. That was all Page Street, the the publisher who did it. Um, they picked all the colors. They they actually um, the fonts the so the font where it's it it is the colored font where it like tells you little facts like little tiny blurbs. Um, mm-hmm. We we changed that was one of the changes I made. Um, it it was a different font, and I was like, eh, I don't know, you can't really read it that well. Um, so we did, we changed that. Um, and I think they are much easier to read now. Yeah. Um, also I, I know you're writing and as I'm reading, I'm like, yep, this is a, this is definitely a Kylie written thing. And, (laughs) but your writing has always been very, um, accessible. And so it, when you're reading it, it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm being lectured. It's, um, it's conversational. Yes. That's the best Mm -hmm. word. So, I'm glad to hear that. I because w- I was definitely that was something I was worried about. I was like, "Ooh, you know, is it going to be dry?" You know, I so I tried. There were there were actually quite a few more um, like side quips in in the book, um, but my editor was like, "We're going to run out of space. Like, we have to cut back." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there were there were a couple parts. My copy editor, I had a couple things um, that were like total internet memes, like and. They they just like absolutely went over her head, which like as they say in the <laughs> south, bless her heart. Uh, it, uh, she was amazing, um, but it was so funny when she was like like taking the memes literally, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> <sighs> 
I felt so bad. I was like, Aww. okay, probably better it's not in there. <laughs> but uh, this book comes out at the end of November, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So- you can actually pre-order it now. Um, it is available for pre-order. It's on like, it's on like Amazon and books a million and chapters and uh, we'll a- Barnes and Noble, all those places. We'll put a link in the description for where to pre-order. But also, I, I because you're saying it's the end of November, guess whose birthday is at the end of November? Oh, yeah. Hi, everyone. Ooh. Guess whose birthday is, uh, well, at the time of this recording, will have been like a couple days ago. Oh, shut up. Ooh. Happy birthday to you. No. <laughs> okay. Happy unhappy birthday. birthday to you. To you. <laughs> to you. And many more. Happy happy. Birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Birth. As Beth would say. Birth. 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 So let's acknowledge that you are old. <laughs> old. Thank you for coming to <laughs> Thank you for, for listening to the old cast where we are all old now. Old. Uh, well, I mean, next year, this podcast is turning 10. Oh, this podcast hap- is in elementary school. Happy birthday. <laughs> yep, I'm going to send it off to elementary school. Uh, just a little guy. Just a little guy, just trying his best, and yet makes the dumbest jokes imaginable. Never <laughs> never really grow up, UCA. Never change. Never but actually, change. thank you for listening, since you're all here. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Eli, Kylie. Thank you both for joining us for this episode. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for, for uh, reviewing my book. I'm, I feel so honored. I'm... I'm just tickled. I'm absolutely tickled. Well, you know, it's not every day we you get you get to you get to publish a book. That's that's it's worth celebrating, I I'd say. So and yeah. you know what else is worth celebrating is audible.com. Now on Audible. <laughs> 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 so when what which who who are you gonna hire to read the audiobook of this? I, I told them I would. I don't know. I, I don't know what, Hell yeah. I don't know how it's gonna shake down. We'll see. Um <laughs> I guess it depends on on pre order sales. Everybody, go pre order the book. Go pre order the book, and then pre-order I'll do the book audio so we, for it. Yeah, go pre order the book so um, Kylie can read the audio book, and then you can you can go to our sponsor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, actually, if you really want to support the show, hey, guess what? We've shifted things a little bit, so the uh, podcasts, uh, our podcasts, are now all being. Uh, on a shared Patreon. That's right. The Midnight Marinara Patreon is now the Creative Horror Patreon. We're doing some housekeeping what? over there, but Ooh. it's going to be including content and additional features from all of our Creative Horror projects. In fact, I just as we were recording it this evening, I gave Abysme some super secret information so he could get some extra Jameson tape stuff ready to go. So we'll see how quickly that hits. Uh, but yeah, um, I would give you the address, but I think it's going to eventually be patreon.com slash creative horror. Right now it's patreon.com slash midnight marinara. But as we are sunsetting that name, uh, it's going to shift pretty soon. Keep an eye on the description of this uh, for more information. But yeah, uh, things changing around here and uh, the future looks interesting. And right now our strange little animal is demanding we play with her. She is jumping, wagging her tail. I'm surprised she's not barking yet. David, don't tell them what I'm doing. (laughs) Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinara, and this podcast is part of creativehorror.com. 
a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at creativehorror.com. Ha, 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 ha.